Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's gonna be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here at iRoar TV. Listen, today's gonna be an incredible day. Hopefully you were blessed by the worship that just took place. You know, today uh, we are joined by who is a special guest to you, but he is family to me, my dad, uh, Pastor Rick Shepard, and we are sitting here in his church in Inglewood, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. And uh, one, can I just tell you how excited I am to be here? And, uh, you know, I think it's for every uh, child or every son, every daughter, you know, there's just something special about when you get to join with, with your dad, somebody who is a hero in your faith. And we get to break down one of probably my favorite topics because you know, partially the reason why I am the way that I am, a little crazy, a little uh, rambunctious, a little loud and all that stuff, happens to be just because of, uh, of the raising that I had from my parents. And, you know, today we kick off a, a new series that we entitled uh, House Fires, and it's going to be a great weekend. But what, what I love about House Fire is bringing uh, this move of God, not just to a church building, but we're, what we're declaring is what actually happened on the day of Pentecost. Because this weekend, today, you know, if you're watching it tonight on Saturday or if you're watching it uh, tomorrow on Sunday or if it's Monday or Tuesday, wherever you're watching or listening to on our podcast, you know, th th there is an importance that happened on Pentecost weekend. And today we're gonna jump into it. We're gonna dive into it uh, because what I, f I almost feel like that this Pentecost weekend, uh, Pentecost uh, moment in, in scripture that takes place here in Acts 2 uh, is almost becoming a lost, not just a lost cause, but it's, it's becoming something that's a lost uh, teaching. teaching. Yeah. And uh, I want us to dive into it because as you know, our, our church is a church full of power. Uh, we try to be cool. We try to be current. But one thing that we will never waver on is the power of the move of the Holy Spirit. And so because of that, you know, I think everything that we do is, it's a lineage thing. And, and there's an importance of why I believe God has put us in the position that we are in. Uh, last week, Brittany spoke about Jubilee and how every 50 years it comes and we find ourselves in the same position as the disciples were in with Jubilee. When the disciples were in lockdown, heading into Ju Jubilee, we're, we're, in, we're, we're heading into Jubilee right now. And isn't it funny? We find ourselves in lockdown just as the disciples are. And here we are waiting for an answer. Here we are waiting for a move. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit breaks out and this miracle happens. And so today I want us to, to open up our Bibles and we're gonna open up to Acts 2, and we're gonna read one through eight, and then we'll kind of go from there. And it reads like this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like a blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw that what seemed to be tongues of fire was separated and came to rest on each of them. That fire that separated and came to, to rest on each of them uh, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Verse five, it goes on to say, now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, in amazement. Let's see, where was I? I just lost my place. And they marveled. Yeah, there we go. And they marveled. 
And then it goes on to talk about in verse 12, and it picks up right here and it says, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow people out there were making fun of them. Some of the people thought that uh, all these people that had gathered in the upper room, there was about 120 of them. You know, they thought they were drunk. And Peter makes this announcement. He comes out and says, fam, it's nine o'clock in the morning. We ain't drunk on nothing. This is a move of the Holy Spirit. And I love what happens in, in, in verse 17. And it's a prophecy fulfilled from Joel. And it says, in these last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see uh, visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on those days and they will prophesy. I will show you wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before coming into the great glorious day. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Father, I thank you for this, what this means to the Christian world. That for 50 days, we were lost without a savior. But on this day, you came to make us not orphans any longer, but you came to make us sons and daughters. And so Father, I thank you for your, for your blood. I thank you for who you are. And I pray for every person this morning and, and tonight that, that, that they just leave inspired and filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name and we all sin. Amen. Amen. Listen, one of the most controversial things is what took place here in Acts. This moment, Dad, you know, even for us in our own family, we've had many of arguments over... Uh, discussions. Di <laughs> discussions, arguments, apples, oranges, you know, it's all the same. But we've had many uh, disagreements on what really took place. You know, my, my brother is a Southern Baptist uh, preacher boy, and so he don't necessarily believe the way my dad and I believe. And so we, we believe that, you know, when the Spirit of God came, it came and... and gave us access to, to speak in tongues, to, to move in a different power. And, you know, this thing has literally separated families. It's separated friends. It's separated churches. Religions were, were completely birthed out of this thing. And, and anytime that I see that there is just craziness attached to a God thing, it makes you wonder why. You know, for me, anytime I see a move of God that all of a sudden gets hated on, it's probably because it's a real move of God. Anything that is moving in this earth, the enemy is always going to attack it. They're always gonna to try to stop it. They're always gonna to try to, to, to denounce it. And, and the fact of the matter is, is the enemy knows this because the enemy's great at, at making disguises. Yes. If he can get you to not pray in the spirit, if he can get you not to speak in tongues, he knows that there is a power uh, that comes with, with, with this gift that God gives us that there is a chance that he may have an upper hand. And so today I want us to get this upper hand. I want us to understand the importance of Pentecost Sunday because as much as it is about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there's also the other side of it is this day is the day that we would never be alone again. And so in John 17, 20 and 21, Jesus makes this prayer and he says like this, my prayer is not for them to be alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me and those are in, in me through their message. And in verse 21, he says that all of them may be one with the father, just as you are in me. 
The prayer of Jesus in this moment in, in John was, he, he's praying, God, allow these people, their eyes to be opened up to, to what I'm trying to do. Allow them to see uh, how I see you, Father. Allow them to have the same communication that Jesus had with, with God. And so we, we know we're living in these last times and these last ages, and this isn't a revelation message, but we have to be careful that we do not downplay the power of the Holy Spirit because what ends up happening is over times, you, you know, one thing that I'm grateful for is I can remember moments waking up and, and, and mom and dad and you guys going crazy for Jesus and, and we would laugh as kids, but now as an adult, I look back and I think, man, how much those moments shaped my life, how much those moments of hearing prayers and uproar, you know, even just waking up to it. It would be funny when you're laying in your bed, but now you look back and you say, but man, the house was constantly filled with peace. And so I want to encourage you guys today, and we're going to dive into this. Uh, Dad's going to talk some. I'm not going to talk the whole time, but um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. every preacher says that, right? We're just going to preach. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is there has to be the power and the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And we must do it not just in the church house. What's, what's so vital about what's going on? I believe 100%. I've said this since day one, you know, Roar Church. We, we do things a little different in general, uh, but not away from what the gospel says. The gospel is not limited to a four walls of the building. God is greater than technology. Therefore, when people ask me, Dan, and I'm sure people ask you, are you worried about not having church? What? No, I'm not worried about not having church. And why am I not worried about having church? Because God can still move through technology. He does not need a a building. And I think he's just rearranging the church. He is rearranging all of us as pastors and leaders and saying, listen, fam, you can shut the, the, the church offices down. But the truth of the matter is the move of God was not just to take place inside the church. It was, it was made to move inside your house. And what took place in Acts then was all these people, 120, they weren't inside of a church house. They were inside a room in the upstairs of a home. How do I know that? Because when when Jesus, before he went to the cross, he looks at his disciples and says, hey, you're going to go into Jerusalem. And when you get into Jerusalem, there's going to be a man and that man's going to take you to a home. And that home, he's going to take you upstairs to an upper place. The move of God, the fire of God first was to be attached to where? The home. Come on, somebody. Listen, God is trying to pull you into a new level uh, and he's trying to pull his church to a greater standard because what we're getting ready to face, we cannot face in the natural, but we must face in the supernatural. We must face this with the power of the Holy Spirit. After years and years have passed by, you know, from even when you're, I'm sure you've been alive, to when your grandparents, to even what's now, to even what's going on with our kids, we are seeing a trend of people not needing the Holy Spirit anymore. We're seeing churches blow up all across this nation. And they're great in numbers, Dad. Yes, they but are. they're far from power. And people are wondering what is going on in our nation. What's going on in our nation is we don't have a move of God anymore. Amen. We have to give God a resting place to be able to be birthed, to be able to move. You know, even in Genesis chapter one, it starts off and the spirit 
hovered over the waters and it stirred up life. The reason why we have so much death going on in our country, the reason why we have so much death in our families is because nobody is taking the time to allow the spirit of God to hover over themselves, to hover over their homes, what they've come and they've made church, this place where they come, get filled, go home and they become this separate person. And God is saying, no more, no more. I am wiping out with this nonsense. I am going to make my church ready to not just be acceptable to me in a church house, but be acceptable to me in your house. Amen. Man, I feel like preaching right now, dad. Amen. The old saying right now, we just don't need all that. I can't tell you how many church leadership uh, growth things that I've heard. We just don't need all that. We just don't need that. We do need that. And I want to sound the alarm. You're exactly right. We do need that. More than ever, we need a church filled with the Holy Spirit. More than ever, we need a church that is filled with the fire from heaven. More than ever, we need a church that's full of power. See, when, when the Spirit of God came, it came and it, it didn't just give them strength. It gave them boldness. We've got too many churches that, you know, you preach a great word, but there ain't no boldness in you. Our church is labeled Roar Church. Why are we labeled to be a roar? Because a lion is fierce. It's ferocious. It's bold. It's not afraid to step Amen. back. It's not afraid to get in the fight. It's not afraid to speak truth. It's not afraid to speak against the things that are going on in this nation. It's a, it's, it's a church. It's a church that's called to be a voice to the nation for the heart of God. And I'm here to tell you, we are here to sound the alarm over you. We're here to sound the alarm over your church. We are here to sound the alarm over your families that there is a God and he is ready to move in this nation and he is ready to move on every believer. If you believe that, can you just shout amen with me today? Amen. Come on. Amen. amen. And dad, the, the truth of the matter is a lot of who I am is because of who you are. It's not just because of Jesus. It's because who he identified Jesus as when I was growing up. Man, I can remember so many times. Like I said earlier, you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you hear dad praying and you see dad studying and you go through his Bible. And, you, you know, I did this secretly and he, he never even knew it. I would go through. He had this. This Bible is he's got the new school Bible, but he had this old brown Bible that. I would go through it and not just look at all the crazy pictures that were in it as a kid, but I would go through it and, and just read, what was dad highlighting? Why was dad highlighting that? What was God saying to him in those moments? Because uh, truthfully, uh, because of grandma and grandpa, them passing it to your home, you have passed it to my home. And now because of this, I am a carrier of what you were given. Amen. It's a lineage thing. The reason why I'm not fearful of the Holy Spirit is because I watched my parents massage this thing and entertain the spirit as it wasn't just a thing, but as it was a person. We've got to understand the Holy Spirit is not some far off thing. It is God himself. It is Jesus himself. It is the three in one wrapped in one and he is a person. And because of this, I'm a carrier of it. My children are a carrier of it. And, and, and I want to know, Dad, what, what was the, the first time you received the Holy Spirit? Do you remember? Oh, absolutely. That is something that it will not leave your memory. And I was attending Philadelphia Drive Church of God at the time. And 
we used to do the old fashioned men Saturday morning breakfast once a month. And yep. I can't remember the gentleman that we had come in, but I definitely remember the altar call that he gave. And it was amazing because I can't remember what he was talking about. I just know he was talking about what brings us together today, yeah. Jesus. And I know that something hit me. And all I know is I ended up on the floor under some tables, some chairs had fallen over. So I definitely remember, and I believe this way when it comes to uh, whenever the Holy Spirit touches you and come inside of you and become alive in you, you could fall on a bed of nails and you'll never have a scratch on you. Yeah. And I can just remember that so vaguely, son. And I know that from that day forward, it changed my life. Yeah. I had always been a believer, but I had never received the baptism. I really wasn't seeking it. And that's what was so amazing about it. When it hit me, it was like being hit by that Mack truck. Yeah. And it changed my life forever and my wife's life and really our whole family. It changed the course of, of, of everything. Correct. I mean, again, because it happened to you, it was easier for, I would say easier for me because even though we went to church and we saw all this stuff happen, uh, there was a side of you that, that's scared for it because you're like, oh Jesus, what's about to happen? Excuse me, but there's another side that just makes you want, want it. Amen. Because you're seeing all these people go crazy and you're thinking, why are they doing this? And, and so why do you feel that? Why, do you, why is it so important for people to, to have this experience? Because it's something that sets us apart from any other, I hate to use the term religion, but it does set us apart because it's an infilling. You, you have the Holy Spirit in you when you become a believer. But what we're talking about on the day of Pentecost, it was something about being bathed in another language. And it is, it gives you power, it gives you strength, it gives you discernment, it gives you direction, it gives yeah. you guidance. It brings so many things into your life on a personal level. And that's why it was so wonderful. You know, I can remember what Anthony said about being scared. I can remember, you know, as, as you're a child and you're wanting your friends to come to church and you know, I can remember I had a wonderful childhood, but I can remember I had brought three fellas from up the street. And I can remember by the time that I got home, we always had that family meal on Sunday. But when I went up the street, a bunch of the guys, they acted like they was just falling out in the spirit. They didn't know what they had seen. <laughs> so I've, I've always kept that because, you know, you wonder, you know, you always want to fit in. But like Anthony has said, it comes a time in your walk with Christ that we are a part of this world and we can never leave that. But what we have to understand, we have been separated by the spirit of yeah. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, yeah. amen. So as growing up, what, what was the type of home life that you came up in? Oh, you know, a lot of people might think that it was a very strict home. It wasn't. And I've talked to my parents deeply about this because at when I would have been coming up, the, the movement of the Holy Spirit being baptized, it was a powerful thing. And it was something that uh, was so on fire at the time. You've made reference to it a, a moment ago that 
A lot of churches and a lot of people feel that it's not necessary. But what I loved about it is my mom and dad was so grounded that they let us choose. But yet what I love about it is that I seen it being acted and being manifested in our home, not only on a weekly basis, but sometimes on daily basis. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that, that's yeah. what sticks out in my mind. And, and that's, uh, that's the awesome part about it, because speaking, speaking in tongues is the language of heaven. You, you want to get on the wavelength? There, there's a certain, you know, if you've ever had a radio, not many people have radios anymore. Uh, but if you have a radio and you flick through the stations and you hear the static and all that, there's a wavelength from heaven. And that wavelength is praying in tongues. Amen. It is the, it's what, it's the direct line to the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit has been made. Uh, it's, it's made its way from generation to generation. And uh, man, it, what, what, what a powerful, powerful thing. One of the many reasons I have dad here is um, because I want you to understand the importance of, of those people that are leading their households and those fathers and mothers that, man, you, you cannot just massage the Holy Spirit in a church. Amen. It is important for you to massage the Holy Spirit when you're with your children. Let them be a part of what's going on. Allow them to see what's, what's happening. So it not only is it passed from one house, but it's passed to their house and it's passed from uh, the grandchild to the next child to the, the children's children. And dad, what were some of the most fond moments that you have of, of growing up that you can recall just encounters that you witnessed maybe with, with grandma and grandpa? I mean, with that, it's going back. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't have the luxuries that we enjoy now, obviously. I can remember being at, it would have been Hoover Avenue Church of God. That's really where my father laid his roots and his foundations. And I can remember attending that church for many, many years. And you can always have that summer and winter revival and just different evangelists coming in and just watching the move of the Holy Spirit and, and watching your parents continue to let the Holy Spirit touch their lives, move their lives, and always keep them where they needed, needed to be. Yeah. Because this is something that, you know, it can be a challenge to live a, a victorious and a Christian life. Come on, Joel. But if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, dwelling in you, yeah. and that temple is constantly being cleaned and constantly uh, challenging you and yeah. moving you, it will keep you to where nothing will ever have to worry about decaying or have to be bringing back to life, it will always carry that joy that you're looking at. Yeah. So just remembering and seeing the old time fashion revivals of people just shouting and just the move of the Holy Spirit, yeah. just making a difference. From that opening prayer, it wouldn't be long until somebody would just lift that hand and you would start hearing the, the move and the speaking in another language. And, and again, that's what was so amazing because just like on the day of Pentecost, there were so many speaking in different languages. How many times are you in a service and you hear different people yeah. just coming in a different language, a different tongue, and it's like, Lord, that is a direct prayer. And that's so important for us to be able to have that direct line yeah. with our Father. And that's what the so powerful in, in having the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. Yeah, it's so important. Listen, man, that was... Uh... That was, that was gold right there. You know, I urge you, 
You've got to, you've got to share this gift. You know, we have seen this in our families. We've seen this fire and, and we've got to be uh, people that are carriers of this so that this next generation will experience exactly what we're talking about. You know, that's why I'm so passionate about the fire of God because once you've experienced it, man, you can't live without it. And, and, and I want my kids Amen. to experience it. I want their grandkids to experience it. And so it is one of these topics that it's a topic that can never, you talk about it once and you move away. I feel like we're constantly just uh, talking about the, the move of the Holy Spirit because it is that important. Yes, and, it but is. unfortunately over my lifetime, you see it decaying. I'm not talking about in our church, I'm talking about nationally, worldwide. You see all these churches, they just wanna grow in numbers. It's about the tithes and it's about the offerings. What building can we put here? And what building can we put there? And, and now the church has become a business and I get that aspect of it. I do 100%, but the one thing that we can never waver from is allowing a move of God to take place. Yeah. The process to the death of this language, language, excuse me, is, is one of the main reasons I believe what we're seeing happening in our nation now. Absolutely. The importance of this language, I want you to write this down, is not an intellectual thing, but it's a moral thing. It's a soul thing. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how, uh, how uh, maybe unqualified you are. It's about how open you are. How open are you to the morale of the Holy Spirit to move through you? Amen. The less it's taught, the less it's massaged at home, the less my children's children will move in this thing that we're calling a move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I wanna, I wanna say this to every parent that's watching today, every single man that's here, every single lady that's here, every grandparent that's here. What language are you teaching your children? When you go home from your church, what language are they hearing? If ever there was a time that we must engage ourselves in active discipleship to our families, the time is right now. Amen. Come on, look at somebody, tell them the time is now. The time is now. Now is the time to pass along this gift. Now is the time to carry this torch. Now is the time to carry this fire, not just to ourselves, but now is the time that we carry it to this next generation. You know, Dad, I, I've, been, I've been so consumed these last couple months by, by two scriptures, Deuteronomy 6 and 2 Samuel 12. And these two stories have more meaning now to me for this generation than any other generations before. And it says like this, that it says in, in Deuteronomy 6 and 7, it says where it says, you shall teach diligently these things to your children when they rise up, when they go to bed, when they walk, when they go to school. Talk the faith or talk the faith Talk the word. They, what, what, what scripture is telling us is let them hear the language of heaven. Amen. Let them hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Let them hear grandma going crazy in the back room. Let them hear a mama crying out for their children. Amen. Don't let your prayers roll silent. Don't let this sound roll silent. Silent is the sound of the enemy, but the sound of heaven is a sound of the roar. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to roar over your household. Allow the Holy Spirit to roar over your family. Allow the Holy Spirit to roar over your marriage, over your children. Let the fire of God come and penetrate your house so it penetrates your souls. You know, there's something about praying in tongues, even over your house. This is a whole nother uh, topic, but 
how many times we've moved into a place uh, with Brit and I, and, and the first thing that we do, we anoint every doorpost, we anoint every wall, we anoint the outside, we walk the perimeters, and we pray. We don't just pray, God bless this. We pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because we want oneness with God. And then in 2 Samuel, Nathan says this to David. He says, what, uh, to David, he says, you have done sin in private but your children will do it in public. And I remember praying uh, months ago and and God just, you know, on the sin topic, for those that you go to church, you act all holy here, and then you go home and your mouth is full of a different language than what you talk inside the church house. Can I just tell you, what you sow in private, your children will do in public. And can I just flip the script on you one time and tell you like this. If your children see you moving in the move of the Holy Spirit in private, Guess what they're going to do in public? They're going to be ones that are not ashamed of it. They're going to be ones that are not afraid of it. Come on, somebody. You've got to get this in in your spirit. It's time for the church to arise with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our nation is in a crisis. Our world is in a crisis. America is in a crisis. Racism is on the highest form it's ever been. Than, than what I've ever seen. And the fact of the matter is, you know, there was a post that said, racism has always been here. It's just now being recorded. Can you imagine the things that's not being recorded? Now it's just coming to light on every uh, social media platform. What we're seeing is we're on the cuffs of a civil war because we are, as a nation, have forgot to move in the power Amen. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have forgotten to bring God into our households where everything is birthed out of. When I wake up, I'm giving him praise. When I go to bed, I'm giving him praise. Is your house a house full of, of worship or is your house full of hate? Is your house full of, of negativity? Is your house full of abuse? Racism, just like the Holy Spirit, is not something that you're born into. It is something that you're taught. Amen. We are bred to love. We are not bred to hate. And love is the center point of the foundation of Christianity. In fact, in in Corinthians, Dad, he says it like this. If you have no love and you you speak in all these tongues and you pray in all this power, all you are is just an absurd, loud noise to me. But man, when you get love in the right place, man, I'm telling you, it awakens the heavens over us. And what our nation is going through now is we have been sowing things in private. Maybe using the N-word as a joke. We thought it was okay. We, we just kicking it with our homies. Oh yeah, you better believe Pastor Anthony is going there right now. You better believe. In fact, I feel like that ring right there is Jesus calling somebody, telling them, you better pick up that phone and you, you need to listen to me. It's a 911 call saying, I am here to rescue you. You need to change your, your, your outlook. You need to change what's going on because truthfully what's going on in the outward is just an inward expression of Amen. what's going on. Yeah. Amen. We are not made to hate. We are made to love. Speak in tongues. Pray in tongues. Worship in tongues. Pray in the spirit. 
Move in the spirit. Let your children hear you pray the heavenly language from, from heaven. Amen. Uh, there was some, some weeks ago, Britt and I, I think it was about two weeks ago, actually, Britt and I were on a walk. And, and I, we, we had to have this, not a come to Jesus, Dad, but it was one of those, you know, before we even decided to jump into this series called House Fire. But I basically had, I had woke up that morning and for the last, really since COVID had taken place and everybody's been out, as soon as I wake up, I go to our living room and I put on worship music and I let it fill our house. I mean, literally our kids are sleeping and I don't care. And in fact, uh, Ashton made a comment a couple weeks ago. Yeah, dad, every morning he wakes up and we, he plays worship music and I just want to sleep. But the truth of the matter is, is that worship music sets a tone in our household for peace. And, and, and I found myself one morning, I was, I was studying on my phone and, and I got such a conviction. And it's not that technology is a bad thing. I, I'm incredibly grateful for technology. That's how we're able to record this message. But it brought me back to what I said initially at the beginning. There was such a cool thing that would happen when I would, was able to go through your Bible and just, what is dad looking at? What is dad studying? Dad making marks in his Bible were fruits of my dad was not just somebody that would, would preach a message, but he was somebody that would labor in the word of God. And so I've made it my duty, you know, for the last really three years, I go in and, and I had somebody pick up my Bible a couple weeks ago at the house and they said, my God, you've got marks all through this. And I thought to myself, man, job well done, Anthony. Job well done. Because what that made me realize was I'm becoming one, more like my dad, but two, I'm becoming more like my heavenly father. I am engaging in his presence. I'm engaging in his spirit. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm praying in tongues because I want my children's children to move in everything that's going on. And so- Can I interrupt you? Uh, yeah, tell me. What we need to understand, and, and many people have heard it this way, it's not how much you have marked the Bible, yeah. but how much the Bible has marked you. Ooh, you better preach. And once it marks you, you can never go back to where you were at because nothing can ever satisfy where you were at, mm. like the move of the Holy Spirit. And to just feel something new and fresh and alive coming again because yeah. it can get old, it can get uh, monotonous. But what I love about God's Holy Spirit and just his touch, it's always on time. It's always exactly what you're needing. And it fills your soul like the best cheeseburger that you've ever had. A cheeseburger? <laughs> I mean, maybe we could talk about Skyline, but I don't know about a cheeseburger. <laughs> but if we don't preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, we will miss what's supposed to take place in this next generation. Amen. More than ever, I'm, I'm, I'm so alarmed by what Joshua said in Joshua 3. And, he, and I feel like it's a warning for us today. And he, and he spoke it like this. He said, and there rose a generation after that that knew not the Lord. Man, 
We are uh, one generation from that. You are, you are, we are one generation from that. And, and if we're not careful, our children's children are not going to experience the things that we have missed or that we experience, and they will Amen. completely miss out. And, and we will fulfill what Joshua 3 was talking about when this generation is here and they know not the Lord nor his works. Can you imagine a whole generation not ever moving in the power of the Holy Spirit? Not knowing his works? Not coming to a church that, sure, you have great lights. Sure, you have, we have great music. But not seeing miracles take place? Not seeing people have their, their lives changed by altars? Amen. What alters the life is the altar. Joshua 6 was just a fulfillment of what took place in Deuteronomy 6. It was the abandonment of Deuteronomy 6. You shall teach them diligently. Not the pastor. Mothers and fathers. Amen. You've got to teach your children. And in fact, sometimes some of y'all need to teach yourself. You need to encourage yourself to get into a routine of praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They stop teaching the word of God to their children. They stop praying in the Holy Spirit. They stopped all these things. And because of that, there was a generation that rose that did not know him. Tell stories of his grace. Tell stories about what the Holy Spirit has done. Talk about it openly. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. People make the Holy Spirit weird, and that's okay. I'm one of them. But what makes it not weird is because my kids are, they're used to hearing these miraculous things that took place. Can I, Amen. It's amazing to me. If Moses was sitting right here, how many times would he tell, tell us about all these miracles that take place, and, and maybe us as Christians would look at him and say, no way God said that. No way did God do that. But man, my God, Joshua moved in such power. Amen. Because he saw Moses do the unthinkable, the crazy, because his heart was for God. But Joshua also saw what happened to Moses when he disobeyed him. Joshua took the ranks. Moses stayed back. It's time for the church to arise. Amen. It's time for the church to, 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 to talk about what happens when, when the move of God can take place. When you allow the Holy Spirit to become alive. Yes. Yes. We have to have this power. We have to have this, this, this move. There is something that is just unique about being raised in a Pentecostal home. Amen. Being raised in, in this type of environment, you, you're, you're introduced to to life. You, you can't have a move of God like that and not walk away smiling and being filled with, with just joy and love and Amen. peace and grace. You can't be in a move like this and, and not feel such power. And more than anything, you cannot be in a move and not feel such love from the Holy Spirit. It's what makes us one. I can remember times with mom and dad, my grandma, uh, 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 just seeing all these things 
You know, there's one memory, Dad, that, that sticks out to my mind. It was when we were at Philadelphia Drive, and this was a church that I grew up in. My dad was a, a youth pastor in, and I think we were there for 13, roughly 13 years. And, and for me, that was one of those, listen, from zero to, to 13 years old, this is, this is why it's so important why I'm talking to you like this. Because those moments in those 13 years is what shaped me to move in the realness that I move in. Because when you know that the Holy Spirit is real. Amen. It's not about the elaborate words you can use. It's about the authenticity of the heart of showing that there is a God that moves in power. But I remember uh, one, one service. I knew I was going to struggle getting through this. But I remember one service, Dad. Holy Spirit takes off. Grandma's doing this chicken dance. Somebody lays hands on her, and man, smack, she hit the first pew. I thought for sure Grandma was going to be dead after that. And I remember coming down, and she's still praying in tongues, and, and I'm just a crazy young kid, and I'm observant and getting in her way, like looking at her. <laughs> and I remember her just worshiping not affected by it, not realizing Amen. what took place. And you know, dad spoke about it earlier. You could fall on a bed of nails, but when a move of God takes place, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never feel it. You know, one of the greatest moves, dad, and I, and I want you to share what, with what's one of your most, in fact, why don't you share it so I make sure it's not mine. What was, what was one of the most favorable, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Memorable, there we go. Uh, there, this is my Rick Shepherd moment. <laughs> you guys hear me joke about this all the time, but it's the spirit of Rick on me. But what was one of your most memorable moments that you could remember in a, in a great move of God that just, you look back now, you're a young 60 years old, am I right? Definitely. Somehow I've got the same amount of gray hair as he has at 37. I'm not quite sure why. But what was one of the most memorable things that you can remember in the course of your life? Oh, Anthony, there are so many, but the one that really sticks out, and I hope it's not what you was going to use. My wife and I, we were youth ministers for around 20 years. So we got the call a little late in life as far as wanting to pastor and to become that true shepherd over the whole church. And I can remember us, we used to, always take our youth group to Winterfest in Tennessee. And Anthony, you was there. And um, I know our oldest son, I believe, was already married, but our middle son was there. And he placed a fleece out. And we had a guy that we love today, and we still know Jeff Asher. You know him as a, another brother, really. And I can just know that we're in this huge auditorium, 24,000 plus people. And we're literally down on the floor. And why, why I remember it so vivid is uh, Jeff is a prissy guy. You know, he was always made sure that everything was creased and the way that it needed to be. But what I loved about it, we're down on the floor and you know how those arenas are. I mean, kids are running in and out. But anyways, the move of the Holy Spirit took place. And my middle son put a fleece out and Jeff actually went out in the 
Holy Spirit. And for the ones that know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm, I, you know what I mean. You just kind of are put fall to out. sleep, fall out, however you want to describe it. You're in another world, in another dimension. And what was funny about it, when Jeff fell, he fell in like some cheesy nachos and he had a sweater on and I knew that I was just like, oh my Lord, I can't wait until he wakes up that I can just kind of mm, put it on him. And what I love about it, Derek had put a fleece out. God, if it's real, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel it. I feel that move. I know that it's real. I can just see it right now. That when Derek placed that fleece, he said, Lord, if it's real, when Jeff gets up, there won't be anything on him. And to this day, that holds me and keeps me. And really, people that fight addictions, and there are so many addictions, I'm not gonna label any of them, but what men and women need, if you'll let this Holy Spirit get inside of you, there's no room for that addiction to hold you and to control you. If you'll let the Holy Spirit baptize you and let it direct and guide you, even if you are tempted by one of these spirits, the Holy Spirit will be able to outweigh it and to fight it off and it will give you exactly what you need. That's why there's so many people that are hung up on the gift of spirits because they are being led by an addiction that they cannot control. But if you're being led by the Spirit, the Spirit will always lead you and it will show you. So that is one of my greatest remembrance of it. But I could write a, a book about all of the moves that my wife and I were fortunate enough to see. And, you know, I, sometimes you do reminisce. And I know that my wife and I have talked many times about We'll just be out in a store in our small town. And, you know, one of the things that unfortunately leaves us as you do get older, it is the memory. But what I love about it, we see so many young people. I had a young guy come to me in Walmart Saturday as we were shopping. And Justin had marked my life because of growing up and watching him becoming a young Christian. And you see how they put God in their life and how he moves into their life. And again, it's just something that, you know, you might forget their names, but they'll go back to where they'll remind you of this took place or that took place. And, you know, the, the, the coming to the altar, you know, you can never, you know, I, I preach that constantly to our church. That's what the altar is for. And there are so many churches that want to even silence the altars. They'll take you off to another room. They don't want to disturb the formality. You better disturb it and let God have his way and let the Holy Spirit move the way that he needs to. Yeah. I'm going to shut up because I could preach. I felt that anointing. There's nothing like the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Anthony. The anointing will always make the difference. And no matter where you're at or what you're doing, if you're just teaching a Bible story or if you're just giving a witness, they're going to be a time. You've seen it. I've seen it on you, son. You was ready to get up and run a moment ago a few times. So the Holy Spirit is just a wonderful thing to, to hold us and to keep us. Yeah. Amen. And it's amazing the story that actually, that, that was the story that I was going to tell. <laughs> 
um, because there was such, man, you had to be there. When you see a miracle. Amen. We cry for miracles, but to be there and to see it. And the importance of talking about it not only stirs our faith and keeps us there, but I pray it stirs your faith today. Amen. Because we serve a God that's a God of miracles. Hallelujah. We serve a God Thank you, Jesus. that there is nothing too big or too hard for him. My brother was questioning, God, are you even real? If you're real, allow this man to get up. And when he got up, he was baptized into the power of the Holy Spirit. There was a time, I think I was around 10 years old, youth revival. Or no, yeah, it was about 10 years old. Um, I don't know if it was a youth revival or not, but I do know it was... Um, Couldn't have been because you're not a youth at 10. Well... Our church didn't do youth revival. We did Sunday night service youth revival. But I believe we had Barry Clardy in, uh, who's a great pastor here in this area. Amen. And during that time, he was a, an evangelist. And uh, I believe Duke was in the final four. This would have been March. Uh, in fact, I think um, it would have been, when did they... Christian Leighton hit that shot. 91, 92. Yeah, so I think it was around in there. And I remember being upstairs in our church. We had a second story. And and I was just out of it. I didn't really care what was going on. I went to watch the basketball. And I remember my mom coming up there and grabbing me and saying, young man, you get yourself down here now. There's a move of God that's taking place and you need something. And I remember fighting her in that moment. Mom, I don't need this. I was nervous as... I'll get out. I wasn't there for the worship. I wasn't there for the word. But I was there when the altar opened up because my mother dragged me down. And I remember in that moment getting so drunk in the Holy Spirit that night that it was hours I laid there. Got up, they took me to the restroom. I was still speaking in tongues. They put me in the car. I was still speaking in tongues. They put me in bed. I was still speaking in tongues. Those memories are things that keep me grounded knowing that we serve a God that is a God of miracles. And not only that, that we serve a God that is a God that is, this Holy Spirit is real. Amen. It, it is so life-giving. And once you experience the power, you never want to live without it. And here I am, 37 years old, 30 years later, still chasing after something that I got at 10 years old. And throughout the years, God gives you nuggets, memories, and Amen. does these miracles along your way to, to, to constantly stir your faith. And I pray that today your faith is being stirred, that there is no barrier on the power of Jesus. There is no barrier on age with, with having a move of God. Amen. A move of God can take place anywhere. A move of God can take place with anyone. What it needs is somebody that's just simply open. And truth of the matter is, even if you're not open, he may just come and 
Wreck your world anyhow. Amen. Dad, someone alluded, disrupt. We don't want the Holy Spirit to disrupt. Listen, what we need is the Holy Spirit to disrupt some of your lives. Yes. You need a disruption. Amen. Pentecost Sunday was a time where God came and gave us power to move in. But it was also a time where we would never be alone again. Up until then, Jesus was crucified and on Pentecost Sunday, then the Spirit came. During that time, the Spirit was only given to certain people at certain times. Even in the first uh, testament, uh, the Spirit of God was only on certain people. When Jesus came, the reason why miracles were not going crazy because that Spirit only rested in Jesus and who Jesus was put his hands on. When Jesus died, that was not released to everybody. It was only released at Pentecost. And here we are. For every person that you feel like you're alone, I'm gonna to speak to you right now. You are not alone. Amen. You will never be alone. You are not an orphan, but God calls you a son. God calls you a daughter. Amen. And he's called you up into this, this, this thing called sonship. He's calling you to a new life. He's calling you to a new standard. He's calling you to, to, to move in a new power. What you're preaching better be living, better be what you're living privately. Amen. Power comes from, from the private, not from the public. You know, as a worship leader, we've been, you know, recording artists and worship leaders for the last 15 years. One of the great questions that always comes to me is, uh, Anthony, how do you know how to move in these moments when God shows up? And I, and I, and I always tell him, well, before I was ever on a stage, I was in a room. And the house that you live in now the house that I get to sleep in every time, I can remember playing my drums in there and creating a space for the Holy Spirit. And even just playing the drums, I would envision at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, if I was in this mood, what would I do here? I remember playing the drums behind great worship leaders that I've been around and thinking, if I was him in this moment, I would do this. And it wasn't a comparison. It was a training. And then I remember I put a challenge out to God and said, God, I want this. This is what I want you to do. I'm, I want to play piano. I want to learn how to play guitar. And I remember just playing in my room one night and, and my aunt Becky was there. Mom was there. I think you were there. And I remember playing and I, Grandma, Grandma Doles was there. And I remember playing. And, I, and I'm just in my own world playing, worshiping God. And you guys came in and anointed me that night. And since that night, my life has been completely changed into a greater state. It was one of those new levels. But what it took was for me to not worship inside of a church wall. What it took was for me to learn to worship inside my home, even in a young age. What happens with me on the public stage is because of the time that I've learned to take in the private moments where nobody sees, Amen. where I'm studying, where I'm laboring, where I'm praying in the altar, where I'm crying out to Jesus. Ephesians 5 and 18 says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. You can't stay drunk unless you are continuously filling yourself 
with something or on something. Amen. I want you, I, I, it's so important you, you understand this right now. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, what he's saying, be drunk with the spirit, not just filled. What he's telling you is be drunk on the spirit. It's not that wine's a bad thing. It's not that maybe some of y'all drink and all that. I, I'm not casting judgment. That's between you and God. You, you, you get yourself there. Uh, but what this message is saying is, a man cannot stay drunk unless he keeps drinking. You cannot stay drunk in the Holy Spirit unless you are constantly filling your life with the power of the Spirit. Being filled with the power of Spirit means there is power, there is joy, Amen. there is grace, there is forgiveness, there is love, there is laughter, there is communication, there is a prayer language, there is a worship life, there is Amen. all these things that go on to make your life Filled so that you can stay in the spirit of God. God is a gentleman. And he will not open himself up to you if you do not want him to. Amen. Luke 11 and 9 says it like this. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who receives, the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know that to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. You know, I, I love, I, I love, we've got three kids, but I love hanging around our, our, our youngest one. Lion brings me so much joy and he brings me so much laughter because anytime I ask him questions, he's got this crazy, ridiculous response. And, and God knows how much I love him. You know, even yesterday, we're here in Ohio because my, my daughter is graduating. And so uh, I took my daughter shopping. One of the greatest things from a father is when she wants something is me being able to fulfill that need of giving her something. And I love, as much as I want to fulfill my children's needs, how much more does God want to fulfill our needs? Amen. You know, I almost look at it as I was preparing. If God was sitting in heaven right now and just basically saying, well, there goes Anthony. Talking about the Holy Spirit, trying to teach about it. He wants to give his church this. He wants this church to have, a, have an encounter with me. And as much as he wants it, how much more do I want it? Amen. God is sending an invitation to you today to become one with the Spirit, to become awakened, to begin to move in a power, seek His face, knock on the door, and ask God to come not only into your heart, but ask Him to come alive in your heart into this new power. Dad, what would you say to every believer here in this moment as we close? What would you say to them that you have said probably many times to me concerning the Holy Spirit? Encourage them, take this next step. Like Anthony just said, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. It will never embarrass, 
It will never bring reproach. What it's always going to do is bring unity. That's why Pentecost is so valuable today. You go back, Anthony started, Acts 2. They were in one house, one accord, one mindset. They had one goal because you have to realize Christ was gone. He was about to leave them with something that he told them that they had to have. And from the 120, when they left out, we know that the first revival that took place, 3,000 came to know Jesus Christ. That's right. And it's a story that's still being preached today. You need Christ. You need to have a personal relationship. It's all about having a relationship with our Father. Yeah. Just as my son, we have a relationship. Yeah. And the older that he gets, how stronger it continues to grow, how deep it is. And when we're able to interact with one another and have those moments of just him and I, just like when he has time with his mother, just him and her. It's something special. And that's why everyone that is seeing this, I know that Anthony and Brittany, what they're wanting your church to do in Cali is to know Christ in a real way. And that's why it's so important that they are immersing themselves to let you know that if you will just open up your heart, God is never going to give you what you don't want. But if you constantly are asking and constantly seeking him, he will fill you and take you where you never can imagine that you would ever be. Because I'm sure, Anthony, that your church is full of people that have talents, that God has just been waiting for them to walk through when the Holy Spirit comes into them and say, I told you that I would equip you. I told you that you would not have to be fearful, but I would show you and, and direct every step that I told you that I was going to bring you through and take you through. This thing is not always a bed of roses. There's struggles that you're going to deal with and that you're going to go through. And that's again why the Holy Spirit makes it so much sweeter because when you do get down, when you feel that you can't go on, you're going to go back and rely upon something that God did for you in the past and you'll be able to understand why you went through it. Some of the greatest times in my wife and I's life is when we've went through the, the most deepest struggles because that's when you're on your knees and you're crying out to God and he is faithful to not only hear you, but he is going to answer you. And again, what Anthony is wanting his church to do, just as I want my church to do, when you have that prayer language, you see Satan doesn't have the power that Christ has. He has powers, make no mistake about it. But when you're able to talk to him and it's the Holy Spirit moving through you with tongues, Satan doesn't know what's being said at that time. And he can no longer do anything to mess up what God is going to do. And that's why it's important to go in, shut the door behind you, and to have that kind of oneness with our Father. And I thank God today that we're able to just know that's, 
That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. It will never bring reproach. It will never bring sadness. It will always bring what you're needing just when God has promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank God for that. So here's the question that I want to end with. And many of you are probably asking this. So how do I receive this? How do I move in this power? You know, truthfully, the real answer is, I don't, I have no clue. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and anybody that says they do have an answer for it, they are dead dog lying to you. Um, but what I can tell you is this, to encourage you in this. There was a message that I listened to some years ago from Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway Church. And Pastor Robert Morris and Gateway Church, up until this moment, they were not moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. They were a great church. They were a big church. But there was a speaker that came in that basically ruffled the feathers of Pastor Robert and ruffled them in a good way, stirred something up in him that Pastor Robert knew for him to go to this next level. He needed to get this move of the Holy Spirit that this gentleman was talking about. Amen. So it got on him so much that he hired somebody specifically just to teach about it so he could be around somebody to get this anointing. Pastor Robert goes on and talks about that for, for months. Uh, he's praying, crying out, nothing's happening. Praying, nothing, crying, happening. He was just, God, why, you know, where are you? Why is this happening? And then he's all of a sudden, it's him and his wife. They're both crying out, by the way. But then, then there's this one night, Dad, that he tells a story. He said, I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and my wife, as we're getting ready and we're heading to church, keeps looking at him, smiling and laughing. And finally he's like, what in the world is so funny? And she said, uh-huh, please don't act like you don't know. And he's going, seriously, I, you're driving me crazy. What is so funny? And she said, you really don't know, do you? And he said, no, what? She said, the whole night last night, you spoke in tongues. And he goes, excuse me? She said, yes, from the moment that you fell asleep, you were speaking in tongues the whole night. Amen. And he came in and uh, Pastor Robert was so amazed by this. And he goes to this teacher and he says, my wife says I spoke in tongues last night after I fell asleep. And the gentleman responds back and basically says, and it just like God to have to shut the mouth of a man in order for him to get the works done. And so hopefully he doesn't have to put you to sleep for you to receive this. But one of the things that he, he did encourage his, his church in, and I love it, it's so practical. You know, as children, we imitate different voices at different times. Not being rude, we're just young kids, being children. And, you know, one of the things that he said that has always kept with me. And I have literally people that we do one-on-one -on -one discipleship groups with or one-on-one -on -one, uh, teachings when it comes to this stuff. And I always encourage them, imitate a language that you've heard before and begin to speak in it. And they all look at me like I'm absolutely crazy for saying that. Well, isn't that blasphemy? No, it's not blasphemy. Your heart is crying out because you're wanting something from God. You're not Amen. making fun of it. You're, you're longing for it. And what ends up happening is you begin to move in the natural and then the super comes in 
And the super and the supreme is Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the natural hits the super, the collision becomes the supernatural. And then you're, you're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, not only are you just praying in, in tongues, but now you are prophesying in the Holy Spirit. And I know that seems real simple, but wherever you are right now, I want you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet right where you are. I feel this right now. Amen. I feel that God wants to disrupt somebody's life. God wants to disrupt your way of thinking. You heard me say it earlier. It's not the intellectual things. It's the moral things. Stop thinking so much about this and just start receiving. God, I've thought about it. It doesn't make sense. But you know what? The truth of the matter, I've yet to see anything that God does in a miracle that has made sense. So why are we looking for point A to match point B so that we can get C in this? It's not going to happen. You've got to open yourself up and get crazy and get radical and get past yourself. Get out of your thinking so that you can move into a new territory Amen. with the Holy Spirit. Because I can guarantee you this. Once you move into the natural, the supernatural will come in. And God wants to take us from A to B in his presence today. And so lift your hands right now. And I just want you, if you know how to pray in the spirit, I want you to begin to pray in the spirit. There, I believe that there is a power that will be released through this camera, through these airwaves that's going to come into your place. I declare a move of God right now for those that your hands are up, those who are longing for it, those who are waiting. I declare revival fire over your life. I declare a move of God over your life. I declare a move of God over your marriage. This is the missing ingredient that you've been missing. You've been doing it together. Her and you without yes, the Holy yeah. Spirit. But today, God says, today is a disruption. Hallelujah. Today is a day of altering. Today is a day of a new territory yes, being taken. And God says, if you'll invite me into the middle of your home, if you'll invite me into the middle of your marriage, you will see that I am the God of the miracles. You will see that there is power, not only then, but there is power now in the Holy Spirit. Lift your hands and receive it. Lift your hands and receive Amen. it. I feel power today. I feel a move yes, of God. God today. And I'm telling Hallelujah. you, if you'll step up and you'll receive it and just lift your hands and say, here I am, God. Here I am. I am yours. Do what you want. The power of God will come just like it did in Acts. It will set with tongues of fire upon your life and you will be filled with power and you will be filled with a new change. Amen. And I believe he's filling you now. Amen. I believe he's filling you now. Amen. Hallelujah. Let Thank him fill you, you. Let him fill you. Let him fill you in this moment. Hallelujah. Thank you. We Jesus. thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Dad, pray for every believer real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you right now, dear Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are omnipresent. Lord God, whoever sees this, whoever views it, dear Lord, we know that you have already touched their heart. Come on. Lord God, we know that this prophecy is going to come alive the moment that it sets in our heart, dear Lord God. And Lord, we thank you for this right now. Lord God, we thank you that they are men and women that have been asking, been pleading, Lord, take me deeper. 
Take me in a direction that I've never went before. And Lord God, I believe that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was just prophesied to them and through them, that Lord God, they are going to know that this word has been for them as this appointed time is now. Just like with all the chaos that is taking place Our nation needs a move of God like never before, dear Lord. And I thank you for this right now. Lord, I thank you for the ones that are going to just come to know you in an infinite way, dear Lord God. For the ones that have seeked you many years, you're taking them in a new direction and a deeper walk. But for that new child, dear Lord, I thank you for saving them. I thank you that they have felt a touch in their life and that they have answered and said, Lord, I'm going to let you come in. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, from this day forward that they are going to move and being a part of this great move that is going to take place at the Roar Church and at Inglewood Church, Lord. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, You know, our prayer that is that as much as I was blessed by this, which I don't, I don't know if y'all can top this or not, but uh, just, man, these are memorable moments that are like Amen. stones in your faith that you'll look back and say, man, I, rem- I remember this moment. My dad and I got to do this, but I pray that you've enjoyed it as much as we have. We love you. We can't wait to be back with you. Listen, church, let's keep being strong. Let's keep sharing the faith. Keep liking all the posts. Keep sharing the posts. Listen, Facebook and YouTube and our podcast and all that. We need reviews from it. We need you to share it. We need you to like it. We need you to, 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 to awaken to this power of the Holy Spirit that we are a church that is a place of power where people come and can be changed by a move of God. Amen. This is revival and this is Roar Church. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.